This is our fourth session on Mark 8, 34 to 38, one of the most important passages on the meaning of Christian life and discipleship. And we're going to look at verse 37 and verse 38 as the new part. We've already seen this, so let me just uh, give a brief summary after we pray and ask for God's help. Father, this is a weighty, convicting, provocative, frightening, glorious description of what it means to follow Jesus. And I pray that we would not only understand it with our minds as we follow the sequence of the argument, but that it would make us radically devoted to Jesus more than comfort and safety and the approval and honor of men. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the main point is right there. Anyone, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And we stressed that taking up the cross means embracing, accepting opposition. It means bearing shame. It's a shameful thing to be crucified. It means suffering. To hang on a cross was the worst kind of suffering, and it meant you die. So if you want to come after me, to bear your cross means go ahead, realize it's going to cost you, and the price will be high. It will be opposition, shame, suffering, and it may be death. We renounce all things, and we take this as preferable. And we'll see preferable to what in just a minute. To do that, we must deny ourselves the old self. The old self looks at that and says, no way. I'm not going to accept opposition and shame and suffering and, and die. I'm on this earth for some human, that's right, in the, the, the alternatives, approval. I'm on this earth for some honor, not shame. I'm on this earth for some for comfort, not suffering. I'm on this earth for safety and, and life, not death, for goodness sakes. So when we find this attitude rising up in our hearts, we deny it. Well, who's the we? There's a new, there's a new self. Now, we'll see who that new self is as we go to the first argument. And remember, there are four arguments. Here's an argument or incentive for cross-bearing. Here's a second one that supports this one. Here is a third one that supports this one. And here is a fourth one. And we're going to look at these two in particular today. So let me just summarize these. So take up your cross. Deny that old self that doesn't want to take up its cross because, for whoever would save his life will lose it. Save here must mean opt for this way of life, not this one, because then you're going to lose it. So opt for this one because you don't want to lose your life. But whoever loses his life for, uh, for my sake in the Gospels and losing your life would mean opt for this one, not this one. 
That's what losing your life would be, taking a cross and embracing this kind of life of losses. And you do it. Here comes the key to this new self. You do it because now you love Jesus, my sake, and you love the gospel. So the old self loves approval, honor, comfort, safety more than Jesus more than the gospel. The new self that denies the old self loves Jesus more than the gospels, even if it costs him his life. So don't ever think that there is such a thing as ultimate self-denial, meaning that the new self must leave Jesus and go to hell. He's arguing on the basis of the new self-desire to be saved. You, you don't want to lose your life. Whoever would save his life will lose it. You don't want to lose it. So lose it this way, not this way. You do want to save it. So save it this way, not this way. That's the argument in verse 35. Out of superior love for Jesus, love for the gospel. Verse 36, because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? That's a question we turned into a statement, and the statement would be something like no amount of money. It doesn't matter if you have the whole world, no amount of approval, no amount of honor, no amount of comfort, no amount of safety, no amount of money that buys all that can ever be given in return for the soul. The soul cannot be bought out of hell. So you devote all your energy to gaining the world you lose. That's the argument in support of verse 35. And now comes verse 38. For whoever is ashamed of me. Oops, I'm sorry. Verse 37. I didn't mean to underline that. I meant to underline that. You got with me? There's 37. Four. What can a man what can a man gain? What can a man give in return for his soul? This is another question that when you turn it into a statement is even more radical than this one, because this one says nothing. Nothing. If you say, what's the answer to what can a man give? In exchange for his soul, the answer is nothing. So you might have the whole world and then say, well, I'll get the universe. No, nothing can be given in return for the soul. And now the last argument. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels? What does it mean to be ashamed of somebody? It means that you don't want to be identified with them or their words because it will make you look foolish or stupid or weak or uncool. Whatever negative opinion the world has of Jesus and his words, you don't want people to view you that way. So you prefer this. You prefer this to Jesus and his words, which is the opposite of of 
for my sake and the gospels losing your life. So you see that me corresponds to my sake and words corresponds to the gospel. You've already declared yourself, if you're the new self, I love Jesus and his gospel more than I love approval and honor and comfort and safety. But here, if you say I'm ashamed of Jesus and his words, you mean I love approval and honor and comfort and safety more than I love Jesus. I'm going to avoid avoid being identified with him. And here's what makes that so unbelievably horrible. You're doing it in order to get the approval, not of wise and godly people. You're doing it to get the approval of adulterous and sinful people. You see how horrific Jesus is painting this? If you're ashamed of Jesus, in order to get the approval of of the world, this generation, you should realize this generation is adulterous, meaning they love the world more than they love the true husband, Jesus, and they're adulterous in their spirits and they're sinful. And that's the people you want the approval of. And you're going to reject the glory of God at the end. If you're ashamed of him when he comes, when he comes with the glory of his father and his holy angels, he's going to be ashamed of you and you're going to miss out on this glory and you may have all the world and you may have all the approval that you got by being ashamed of him here. So let's try to sum up the argument. I'm going to go backwards from verse 38 to 34, reading the summary. These are, this is my effort to put the argument in my own words. Preferring the approval and reward of adulterous and sinners, this whole unbelieving generation, more than you prefer the friendship, approval, and affirmation of Jesus results in Jesus' final rejection of you and your soul perishing in the end. That's Jesus' bottom line. You want to go to hell? You want to be rejected by Jesus? You want to not have any participation in the glory of God? Then be ashamed of Jesus here by loving the approval of an adulterous generation more than you want Jesus' approval. Therefore, absolutely nothing, no amount of approval or reward in this world can be accepted as payment to buy your soul out of hell. Therefore, verse 36, there is no profit whatsoever, no profit at all in gaining the whole world with all of its approval and honor and comfort and safety, since not even owning the whole world can prevent the loss of your soul. Verse 35, therefore, all your effort to save your soul by pursuing human approval and honor and comfort and safety will only result in losing your soul. While, on the other hand, accepting the cross of opposition and shame and suffering and death because you love Jesus and his gospel, that will save your soul. Loving Jesus, being attached to Jesus, following Jesus, preferring Jesus and his gospel over all the world, that is what saves the soul. Finally, therefore, go ahead. Let's do this. Take up your cross. Opposition, shame, suffering, death. Deny the old self that lives off the approval of others and human honor and comfort and safety. And in your new self, the self that loves Jesus more than life, follow him. Oh, Lord God, work that in us upright.